Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Automation Morning Show for July 19th, 2023. My name is Sean Tierney, and uh, thank you for spending some time with me this morning to look at what's new in industrial automation. Now, I am trying a new microphone. I think it has less echo, so we'll find out after the show if it's working okay. But uh, in any case, I, it worked pretty good yesterday, so um, we're hoping it works great today, too. So I just want to say hi to everybody and welcome back. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with the show here. And uh, first up is a thank you to our sponsor, theautomationschool.com. They make this show uh, their our current sponsor, and they make this show uh, possible with their sponsorship. So if you need any PLC HMI or SCADA training, or somebody on your staff does, you can contact me directly here at the, using the contact link or using the phone number. You leave me a voicemail. In any case, with that, let's go ahead and get started with the news. And first up, we have a press release from Softing talking about how they have attained IEC 62443-4-1 certification from TUV. Now, this is in their software development. And basically, if you're not familiar with 62443, we had a whole episode of the Automation Podcast on it where we had ISA on to come on and uh, talk all about it. And, um, you know, this ensures that their development cycle uh, maintains cybersecurity throughout and uh, delivers you great software products that are secure. So congratulations to Softing. Uh, from there, we go over to new products. And uh, first new product, it's from PNF. And this product is um, an all-around solution for level measurement, the Vibricon Level M3 and M4. Now, these are uh, pretty unique products. Um, they're both designed for ATEX and IECX. However, the M4 is also rated up to SIL 3. And they have Bluetooth interfaces too, which is great. You know, in this article, this link and all the links are at automate.news. They will be uh, after the show. Um, some of the interesting things about this, and I think the article is very readable, easy to read, and, and does a good job explaining the products. But um, there are not only compact versions of these units, but they also have tubes, extensions up to six meters. So that'll uh, measure a pretty large tank if needed. So in any case, you can see all the details about them right there. And uh, the next new product we have is also from PNF, and it is their new LiDAR sensor with a scan, scan rate of 100 hertz. That's really fast, right? So um, especially for LiDAR. So it's a single layer scanner, similar to the other scanners, and uh, it's for those high-speed applications. Now, they really go into it, like there's taken over 250,000 uh, laser pulses per second and uh, has an angular resolution 0.1 degree. But, um, you know, some of, the, uh, some of this terminology can get confusion, confusing, and that's why we had RC on the podcast a few weeks ago, back in May, to talk about LiDAR technology, the terminology, what it is, what it does, and also go through some of the PNF products. So if you're new to LiDAR and you consider using it in your facility or you're just curious, check out that uh, episode of the podcast. It is podcast episode 154. From there, we go over to AS Rocks. They just announced the new NUC Anuk. Um, and we were just talking about this. I thought this was interesting. So uh, they just released a new uh, Anuk series with 13th gen Intel CPU support, so the latest and greatest. And uh, while they're not flashy looking like some other uh, manufacturers, um, 
The, uh, I have several of their motherboards just on regular PCs around the office here. So um, they're very reliable, I haven't had a problem with them. And um, so if you're looking for an industrial PC, this may be one you wanna check out. Um, from there, we go over to articles. And our first article today is from Umron. Umron has a new article uh, titled, Preparing Your Facility for Mobile Robots. Now I'm not gonna read the entire article, but I thought it was very well done. And they share seven key tips that you wanna consider if you're going to uh, look at getting uh, uh, mobile robots, right? AMRs or AGVs. And uh, first off, the first thing they say is you wanna analyze your facil uh, facilities, a physical space. You wanna, the second thing is you wanna examine and correct for floor condition, for various floor conditions. The third is taking important environmental factors into account. Uh, the fourth is ensuring proper obstacle detection and surroundings awareness. Number five, optimize integration with infrastructure. Number six, promoting task customization and flexibility. And number seven, ensuring the availability of maintenance and support. So I thought it was a very well-written article. Um, those all seem, most of them seem like they're, they're pretty common sense. And they do go through and explain each one and, and share uh, you know, things to consider about them. From there, we go over to OnLogix. OnLogix has a new blog. It's uh, the ultimate guide to power over Ethernet, or PoE. And I thought uh, they did a great job. So if you're using PoE and you have a junior person on your staff who is not up to speed with it, this would be a great article to share with them. Or if you're considering uh, some PoE, your first PoE devices, this would also be a great article to, um, to uh, check out. From there, we go over to A3, and I included this just because we were talking about this uh, with BNR recently on the show. Um, this is a uh, article um, on the A3 website, Association for Advancing Automation, and it's by Weeboo Systems, and it's about code meter and industrial automation. And it's kind of like their case for code meter, right? So in any case, I wanted to share that with you. I know uh, copy protection and licensing can be a sore spot for some, but um, uh, you know it's it's a it's a must because um, you know it, it's uh, just a must. You have to have, make sure that uh, your products can't be ripped off, right? So in any case, go from there to WWT, who has a new article, and I wanted to share this with you. I know there's a lot of buzz in the in the mainstream press and um, in the lamestream press as well about AI, and I know many of you are following this like I am. And I thought this article from WWT did a great job of explaining practical AI and generative AI and the differences and, you know, moving beyond the hype, which I love that. I love that statement. And, um, you know, it really has a nice chart here about practical AI, what it is, how it differs from other types of AI, you know, what is machine learning and some of these other buzzwords we're hearing a lot. And so I wanted to share that with you today. I thought it was well done. We actually have a WWT on the podcast today talking about cybersecurity. So we continue our conversation, talk about it in uh, from new angles. And I thought it was a very interesting conversation. So I hope you'll turn in for that. Uh, come out around three o'clock, 3.30. Uh, I still have to do the final editing of that today. But um, this article I thought was very interesting. So I wanted to share it with you. Um, last article we have this morning is a case study actually from Anybus and it talks about safety emergency stops for AGV systems. Now, I think most AGVs you've ever seen, you probably always see a big e-stop in the picture. And this talks about why that is, okay? And I think most of us intuitively kind of can have an idea, 
But this talks, this comes from uh, the AnyBuses, their embedded technologies. And most of us are familiar with their DIN rail mount products, but they also make embedded products. We've covered them previously on the show. But uh, putting that aside, I really thought they did a good job of explaining uh, why an AGV may need an e-stop, and they always do, right? And uh, it goes through it, it really explains it well, I thought. And again, if, you have, if you're just getting into AGVs or if you have somebody new on your staff, this might be an excellent article to share with them. And uh, there's actually uh, some more uh, in-depth information here too on this case study if you want to download it. Uh, from there, we uh, go to our sponsored product of today. This is uh, my PLC Basics course. This is the extended edition I'm showing. These courses range anywhere from $25 to $99, depending on which edition you get. And uh, they all come with lifetime access and support by yours truly. And uh, this is great if you or somebody on your staff, more likely somebody on your staff or somebody you know, um, wants to get into programmable controllers. You know, I, I designed this to be for electricians, technicians, and even engineers who've never touched a PLC. And I go through all the basics from an Allen Bradley standpoint. So this is definitely uh, targeted toward Allen Bradley uh, users. And um, the reason I use the MicroLogics is because the LiDAR programming in the MicroLogics is nearly identical to the Slick 500 PLC5 and the instruction set for the latter is uh, nearly identical to the ladder logic instructions you'll find in control logics like OTE, XIO, X, you know, XIC, and so on. So um, also there is free software for the 1000 and 1100 and the emulator, which is also free. So you can just buy the course and you can go through all the lessons and you don't have to buy any hardware. Not that it's bad to buy hardware. A lot of uh, my students send them pictures of their own custom-made rigs with their own, um, you know, uh, training, uh, you know, they, they buy their own buttons and switches and wire it all up and everything. So that's very cool too. So this is over at theautomationschool.com. From there we go to uh, version updates. I found this, if you're using IDEX Automation Organizer Suite, uh, they just released, uh, according to the website, version 4.05. That includes NV4 version 2.03, NV3 version 5.78, and WinLoader 8.25. Now, none of these links actually told me what's new in this release, so that's all I have for you today, but if you're using IDEX Automation Organizer, that's important to know. From there, we go over to Opto22 for our daily video, and uh, they have a new video out that introduces, it's a quick start onto how to use the built-in HMI, a Groove View, let me see if I can say that again, Groove View, let's say that five times fast, um, but that, uh, that's part of the Groove Epic, and uh, it's a quick start on how to uh, use their uh, HMI that's built in. So very cool. You can see they're actually showing part of it on the actual front screen on the Groove. But in any case, um, a new uh, video there for you. And uh, now we go into literature. Uh, there's a new uh, tech data from Rockwell about the S enclosed SMCs. Okay, so if you have an SMC3 Flex or SMC50, that st stands for a soft motor controller, a smart motor controller. They're soft starts. These are the ones that are pre-canned in an enclosure. And uh, there's a new tech data out on that. Um, there's also, if you're using the fail-safe versions of the S7s, there is a new programming guideline safety for the uh, S7, 1200, 1500. This book is excellent. It's one of the ones I recommend to all my students. Uh, the non-fail-safe version, because uh, that's what I cover in my S7 course. But uh, this is definitely one of the books you have to have on your hard drive if you're using those products, as far as I'm concerned. And so if you're doing fail-safe, I would highly recommend you get this edition, and it was just released, this update. 
Uh, from there, there was also another uh, update to the Industrial Edge Cloud Connector from Siemens. I don't know anything about this product. It sounds very interesting. But uh, if you're running version 1.11, there is a new operating manual out for that as well. Um, as far as events, I saw an email from Control Station come in about this event here, July 25th. Um, five methods to monitor controller vi uh, variability. Let me see if I can say that again. Five met methods to monitor controller variability. Which one is right for you? And so that is on July 25th at 9 a.m. from Control Station. And uh, next we have one from Horner Automation. I thought this was interesting. We were just talking about user-defined function blocks. Um, you know, there was a new one for the Micro 800. And so Horner Automation for this system, they're having a seminar on how to create your own user-defined function blocks in the Seascape IEC editor. So I thought that was interesting. This is in, let's see, this is August 1st, and it'll be at 2 p.m. Eastern time. And um, I'm going to start sharing Father Out. I'm on vacation next week, so I'm going to start sharing Father Out uh, these events so that uh, if I'm, while I'm gone, you'll still know what events are coming up that I came across. And uh, one of the future events that's out, more, more than I usually go, this is out on August 8th at 1400 or 2 p.m. Um, this is from Universal Robots, and the title of the webinar is Getting, Sta Getting Started with Cobot Automation. So, um, you know, Cobots are hot. A lot of people are thinking of using them. A lot, of, you know, in this case, they're using it for welding, but in a lot of cases, it's for machine tending. And um, so this seems like it would be a perfect uh, uh, free seminar webinar to take if you're looking at getting a, getting a cobot for your facility. So I wanted to include that. That's August 8th at 1400 and it is free. Um, I try only to share free seminars with you guys. So um, if, if something has a price, I try not to share it because um, you know, you'll know about that if you need to pay for something. Uh, with that said, uh, if you think I missed any news this morning, which I'm very capable of doing, uh, please use the news tip link at automate.news or the automation blog to send in what you think I missed. Also, um, I want to thank our sponsor. The sponsor for today's show is theautomationschool.com, where I teach full time. And you can see, you know, courses on PLCs, HMI, SCADA, and more. From there, I just want to remind you that you can become part of our community for just $2 a month, the price of one cup of coffee. And uh, you can see we have one of our members posted a new question about MQTT here. So I'll be answering that later today. Um, we will begin having, when I get back from vacation, we're going to start having uh, member-only Q&As and member-only, uh, you know, behind-the-scenes, backstage live streams and so on. So I'm looking forward to that. That should be a lot of fun. And uh, we had a couple of people sign up recently and they said, hey, the password for these downloads you had talked about um, expired. And I, I do set all the downloads that, you know, are not software I own, that are just free software I got in the past. I do set those to expire uh, just so that somebody doesn't sign up once and then spam the internet with it, right? So uh, I updated both of those downloads. One was the DTM MicroView. The other one was a Slick 100-150 download. So if you hadn't downloaded, if you're a member, you haven't downloaded those yet, so I just reset them for another six months so you can grab them. And with that, we also have, you know, while all of the content on theautomationblog.com is free, over 1,500 articles and videos, and we're talking to people to write new uh, articles and videos, uh, write new articles for us. I do the videos. Um, I have made a lot of that content available offline for, you know, $10 or less. So like my Logics Book of Knowledge, you get all my Control Logics articles for $10. 
My Compact Logics ebook is on sale right now for $5, and we have all of our video collections. Now, we also have some swag too, and we have a lot of different t shirts that I designed, and uh, can't wait to design some more, but I wanted to feature a couple today. This one's a conversation starter. It's just a simple rung of ladder logic on, um, on the back of a shirt. Okay, so um, yeah. I would like, I have a, another idea to make a more complicated version of this, but I wanted to start out with something simple. Now you'll see, notice on these, there's a little text here, it just says automationblock.com. The other one, now you would have to be careful where you wear this because people may take it wrong, right? So you wouldn't want to go into the mean streets of anywhere wearing this, but this shirt is uh, binary, the power of two, and it has a big one and a big zero. I want to do another version where it's a big zero and a big one. But um, in any case, this is kind of, I thought this was funny. First of all, you know, binary, zeros and ones, there's only two characters, right? Or two numbers in that, uh, that uh, uh, you know, numbering system. But um, the power of two, that's kind of a funny take on Rockwell. They used to have an old market, marketing campaign, campaign, the power of one. So I thought, oh, let's do the power of two, because there's only two numbers or digits in, um, or characters used in that numbering system. And again, you can see here in very tiny text, theautomationblog.com. So um, just, if you do pick up this one, just be careful where you wear it. Um, with that, you can see all the links from yesterday's show are up here at automate.news. Uh, the last one will always be, or the one at the top will always be the morning show. That's the last one that becomes available. Um, I do, you know, we're doing it live. We're doing it live right now. Of course, I believe it's going out live to LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Okay, so um, after the show's done, I do um, take it, I make it available to our podcasting audience who uh, are looking at that podcast. And I also uh, upload it to the other sites that don't do live streaming or don't make live streaming easy. But in any case, um, so I do add these in. Now, these, I added them in in reverse so that they'll show up in the correct order. So this was the first topic yesterday, the second topic, and so on. And you see we go all the way down here until we get to the next morning show. So these are all, I actually include, sometimes I'll include like a link to submit a news tip, but you can see everything we covered here. And the filters do work for categories, not for vendors yet. But if I wanted to see, let's say all the events, right, that I've covered since, uh, since uh, we restarted the show in July, you can see it here. Here's all the different links to all the events. And for the events, I'm starting it with a date. So um, you'll know if it's gone by or not, right? So you can see a lot of the events here. We have a few that July 6th, July 12th, and then we have the 20th and forward here, a bunch of, bunch of upcoming ones. One of these was duplicated. Um, I think it's these two on the 26th. But in any case, so these, these uh, all work. You can see all the different articles. I try to be very precise. Um, if it's a digital newsletter, there's not many of those um, yet. Uh, downloads, um, you can do videos. If it's videos, most of those have been uh, the, uh, the Groove series that we've been covering but not all of them. I love the Pete handling one from way back. Um, but in any case, so you can go through all the links and eventually I'll get the, the news by vendor working. It's not showing, it's just showing like the first five here. So um, I have like well over a hundred vendors edited into the system and I, I'm adding new ones every day as I add new articles from new vendors. So eventually you'll be able to search by Rockwell and Siemens and Opto22 and all, you know, Phoenix Contact and all your favorite uh, different vendors, so you can just see news from them. Also want to thank Siemens. They're running in some ads over at the Automation Blog, which also come here. So I want to send a shout out to them for uh, purchasing ads and supporting independent automation coverage of products and technology. And with that, let's see here. 
yeah, that's it for today's show. I want to thank you all for watching. Please feel free to send in your feedback. And uh, with that, I just want to wish you all a very happy, safe, and healthy week. And until next time, my friends, peace.